Hello there, you're listening to Cinema Cult, where we pick a weekly movie genre, review a movie with that specific theme, and then discuss where the genre is going, where it's been, and figure out what significance it plays in cinema's history. And just as a general warning, there are a lot of spoilers and F-bombs thrown around in this podcast. This week's genre is buddy cop films, and the movie that we picked to start off the conversation is the 1993 Arnold Schwarzenegger film, The Last Action Hero. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. Alright, let's dive right into it. Opening scene. I was so stoked at the beginning of this movie. I think the beginning scene on the building, like, I'm actually really pumped about this movie. I love the whole, like, the cop cars. He's walking on the cop cars. The whole thing on the building. The Alice in Chains song. The Alice in Chains song was pretty I totally about. forgot. Didn't they write the song for the movie? It's for the movie, yeah. Um, I was so pumped at the beginning. I was like, I was like, alright, this is going to be a really cool movie. What were your guys' initial thoughts when it started? Um, I thought it looked really good. I... <laughs> thought it was like i couldn't tell if it was funny or if it was cool like it kept going back and forth i thought like i mean immediately i well i think i take it back immediately you get the idea that it's like a satire you know what i mean as soon as he throws the body over like the yeah. top of the elementary school oh you guys were dying so yeah as soon as, and then he was like on you know it was like oh, okay this is just a sat it's like immediately throws you into that world like oh this is gonna make fun of this stuff yeah. So I thought I really like that. The humor, okay, I love the way the humor starts. I, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into the movie yet. I, I was gonna say uh, right off the bat, I was already thinking like Lethal Weapon. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. For and sure. I made a connection, and I don't know if you were looking it up, but Shane Black co-wrote the screenplay. Okay. And there's a fucking Christmas reference on the rooftop. Do you know oh. The whole, do you know the, the whole Christmas reference? No. How all the movies that he like either directs or co or writes screenplay to yeah, has all Christmas references. That really? With his like except for oh no. Well, like most of them. Like yeah, no, that's a good amount. Iron Man three. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Monster Squad. Is there uh, one in Monster Squad? No, I think that's just a regular. Last just, Boy Scout. Uh, yeah, Last Boy Scout takes place. It's, it's not like all of them, but like no, yeah. no, no. You you brought out a theory. I'm just trying yeah. to. We're gonna no, switch a, a podcast a, over. I was gonna say it's a pretty popular theory that's been going around since Iron Man three. Really? Yeah. No, that makes sense. No, it does know, make sense. Always like, includes Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So would somebody please... long kiss good night? Sorry, I had to throw it out there. <laughs> also, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, would someone yeah. explain the uh, when he kicks the guy in the balls, the acres line? <laughs> would somebody explain to me what that means. He kicks him so far. He's like, are you a farmer? He's like, here's a couple acres, and he kicks him like he flies. Like, here's a couple of acres. Oh, uh, is that yeah, is, uh, is that really that's it? I yeah, it's pretty uh, straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> is it? Okay. Hey, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Because I, I've been really the entire movie. I thought like that. right there, I was like, so the entire movie. I couldn't, I, I, couldn't remember, I couldn't think of anything else in the movie except for that line. I'd be really pissed though if you were like a cop in the force. Or, like, just any job field, and, like, one of the people that you worked with just kicked you into nuts for, like, no fucking reason. <laughs> like, wouldn't you be pissed, like, like, you're just doing your job and, like, well, you it's know. It's like high school when you're, uh, when you get ball tapped for no reason. Yeah, another fucking co-worker just walks right <laughs> up and just kicks you in the nuts while you're doing a job, like. That's true. How immature of a reaction is that? And see, that goes to another thing, too, because just right after that scene, like, we're talking about the humor. Like, he gets the guy's walkie-talkie, and he just crushes it with yeah. his bare hand. And it's so subtle. And that's the humor I like. Yeah. The humor through the rest of this movie, I absolutely hate. But yeah. I don't want to jump ahead. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so the, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, I was just gonna say the cinematography at the beginning of this movie is awesome. Yeah, it looks so no, it good. Feels it really like a, looks it good. It's like a Lethal Weapon movie. It does. It looks so good. Like straight up, all the way down to like the the saxophone, like the sexy saxophone. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I wanted to see. I think that's why I was so disappointed. This movie is because it starts off one way, yeah, and then the rest of the Dude, movie, yeah. Okay, you know what it reminded me of though? It reminded me of Lethal Weapon meets Page Master. Page Master. <laughs> it was like the Page Master of movies. Like instead of like the you know the wild world of learning through knowledge and books. Yeah, it's like the completely dumb downgraded it's like, it's like world the, of movies. It kind of is. It's, it's like it's the pretty... delinquents that just yeah. watch movies. We can't and do, read and do awful in school like, growing up. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, it's actually what it is. Because he's like he's like watching Hamlet and he's just like, yeah, what if this was dumber? Why is it like Hamlet had machine guys? That would be way better. <laughs> it is. I think that this kid, his life revolves around violence. He yeah. loves these movies. He's watching Hamlet. He thinks about Arnold shooting everybody up. The city he actually lives in is like you know, like, this filth, like, crime-ridden city. Like, this whole movie is about this kid's life with just violence. Yeah. And there's yeah, a, yeah, no, his hand. Did you see that with his yeah, hand? Yeah, I was saying, there was bruises yeah. all over his hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that know. was a really cool thing that they didn't, like, hint back to. Like, they never, like, brought Maybe it up. Maybe some fights at school Yeah, like, it was just yeah. kind of, like, subtle. It was like he put his hand at the door and yeah. you saw, like, his, like, knuckles were bloody. And yeah. it was like, oh, I that's... Thought it, I thought that was interesting. I'll tell you what. The entire time, every time we come out through that theater, I was thinking like Taxi Driver, or just like porno theater. Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just Forty Second Street. CD neighborhood. It had to have been know? like Forty Second yeah. Street because yeah. it was like nothing but movie theaters. Which I thought was weird because like Nick, the uh, the ticket guy or the movie guy, he just like apparently lives in this theater alone. And is that wait? Is that what it's supposed to be? What's that? That he lives there? I assume so because you never see him like outside of the theater, and he like has that like couch. Set True. up in the the, yeah. the movie yeah. booth or whatever. Why does this guy never use the ticket? I thought about that. Yeah, he says at one point he was like, he's like, I fr- what did he say? I'm afraid it wouldn't work. Like yeah. that's it. Like you you were afraid you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to walk up to it and like ah it doesn't work. It's yeah. not like you're putting a de- lot of dedication into this. This yeah. was never brought up, but how does the ticket work? It, I see. That's what I do because it's in, like I thought they were. It's in Arnold's it. wallet, right? I say apparently at the end Arnold touches it and it activates the. the yeah. So is it like? It doesn't make any sense because it's in Arnold's wall the entire time and nothing happens. Yeah. And the one guy has it and all of a sudden he's going through walls. Like, why wasn't Arnold, like, falling through his seat going to the new world? Yeah. Wall? You know, that's like, well, well he, just, he, just, he just falls to the ground in the center of the earth and dies. <laughs> like, it's halfway, it's halfway stuck, so his legs are in the real world. And, like, his other half's like... Because <laughs> he's like... I, well, I was thinking, like, what it was was it was because, like, it was the, the ticket only worked for people who didn't want to be in those places mm-hmm. like uh for instance like as soon as the kid got there he wanted to be in the movie right like his mental psyche was like oh this is this move this world that i'm watching looks really cool so that's how he goes into it and then when he tries to use it like that first time he's like no it was a ticket it worked and it won't work on him for some reason almost like he doesn't want to leave that's true and then like that then i think that's why they don't because like how random was the fucking anthony quinn character in that movie I was like, well, what's the purpose of this character? Yeah. And it was, I think it was because... Are you talking uh, about that opening scene of the, the Jack Slater movie? No, no, no. I, what? No, I'm talking no, no, about, no, like, I, how does the ticket work? Like, uh... What's Anthony Quinn have to do with it? Well, because Anthony Quinn's character, I was like, this guy has nothing to do with the whole movie. And the only way I can... The only plot device for this guy is because um, Charles Dance, he, like, really hates to, like, be in this world. And so I guess, like, he wants to get out of it. So that's why the ticket would work with him. But that's what doesn't make any sense. Is this whole movie? I, his kid, I his kid is in a world of violence, 
and he wants to go into this movie of violence. Okay. And then this bad guy is in a movie of violence, and he wants to come out into the world of violence. Like, this whole movie doesn't make any sense. It's like... But he's in a world where he's already, like, top dog, you know? Like, I don't know. Oh, man, I have so much to say. I don't... Okay, I don't... Okay, I don't... Okay, we're getting, like... Right. I want to talk about... I know, I know. Like, at um, the end, when he, like, uses the ticket to leave the movie world, I was like, why are you leaving? Like, you're already doing so well for yourself. I know, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um... Just to kind of keep it in chronological order, the Hamlet scene. Oh, um, it's like the best. It like looked it. really good. Like yeah, when, he lit up, when he lit up his cigar in the it was like black a, and white. It was like Sin City. It was like a Sin City, but it looked really good for, yeah. what, 93 we said? 1993? Yeah. Right. It looked cool. I was like, all right. Real quick, can we go back just a little bit, just like a minute before that scene happened and uh, ask the question, why was this kid at the movie theater at 7 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning? Like, what movie theater opens up at 7 because o'clock in the morning and starts showing movies? I was writing, I think Nick is probably a pedophile. <laughs> because, like, the movie, <laughs> the movie theater was open I was and he's like... time, like, this guy is kind of creepy. He's you know? really... He gets, yeah, he gets in the creepy territory, especially and, when he, like, closes the door on him. And he's like, well, I got this magic ticket. He's, like, like the only him. patron that you ever see in the movie theater. You never see anybody else, like, chilling or, you know, watching a movie yeah. or anything. But I just didn't get that because it's like, okay, this kid, because he's like, yeah, you should go to school now. I was like, what fucking time is it that this kid just went and saw a movie before school? That's true. I was Where's like, his mom at? Why are you... Yeah, what was she that? She works, like, second shift or third shift or something. Clearly she works third shift if he's at the theaters at 5 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Clearly he, she does not give a fuck either yeah. when he got... Um, Mugged and she's like, just go tell what him to go the home. Point of that mugging scene? I don't know, I don't know what it was, but like she just was told it, him, I think she the, told whole, like, the only reason for that mugging scene was to set up so he'd have the cop key later on in the movie when he's handcuffed. Yeah, that's what was I thought. The only I'll say, reason I'll, I'll tell you was that I'll it. Tell you the only note I wrote for that scene: the mom leaves. This kid is a fucking idiot. <laughs> 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 just like. Sees the guy walking in like sketchy dude. Yeah, and it's kind of creepy looking. He goes, and you're Whoa. like, yeah, he's like and then, obviously scared, and then he yeah decides to like leave and gets. That's such a out of place scene. Yeah. That whole scene is yeah. so weird. It was really weird because and, uh... it was just weird because like all right, like what I wanted to bring up, but like the mom, like they the cops call the mom, and the mom's like, yeah, just tell him to go home and wait until my shift's over. I was like, I'm pretty sure they'll let you leave your job yeah, if your kid just got mugged for a situation like that. Yeah. Much. Okay, so uh, my my next note with the quick cut to the to the key, him fondling the key, I was like, did he wash that key or did he uh, just take it out of the toilet and <laughs> just play around with it? <laughs> These are the things you think about. <laughs> Dude, you got to look at the little things for sure. How did he get the key? He just threw it in the toilet. Just yeah, but it was pretty his, far away. I mean, his, his oh, then it wasn't her cops there later on. Then the cops come. I'm sure the cops just let him out. We're spending way too much time on this. Fine. I just pointless robbery. I know, but you brought it up. I was so upset with that scene. The only point. Like, why? But you're saying that the end, like, I agree with you. It's like the only point of that scene is to bring back the key later on for a scene that doesn't need that to doesn't be in the movie, anyways. Sense. Okay, I was so bored that scene where the, the actual Jack Slater movie starts and they're on the ocean, they're on the porch, and. The dude's tied up and all that. Yeah. I was so bored already by this movie. I was seriously, I was just totally losing my attention. Like, I can't care less. And I think that's the problem with this movie is that it makes fun of itself so much. Yeah. yeah. And that when it actually wants you to pay attention to, like, the plot points of the movie. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, no, you're making, it's kind of like if they try to put, like, plot points in, like, a Naked Gun movie or something like that. 
it's like they went too much detail. I'm like, I don't care. You're just making fun of yourself. I don't need to hear 10 minutes of, yeah. you know. Yeah. That really annoyed me. I said, I kept thinking, like, man, it's so, uh, I don't know. The movie making fun of the whole, like, 80s cop genre is doing it, like, doing it so well. But then, <clears> like, as soon as they introduce, like, the Humphrey Bogart or, like, Sharon Stone. Like, yeah. The, the cartoon cat is, like... Kind of just like took me out. I think I it was know, like it was... just. I think it, like the only thing I got out of that was I was just making fun of sequels. Yeah. Where they like because it's almost like this movie itself is like a sequel and like I think the kid brings it up where he's like, he's like, oh, I'm like the, uh, um, I'm the sidekick and it's like he's the sidekick for this really bad sequel. He like he's the, like if this was like Lethal Weapon two, like he's like he's the, the Chris Rock. He, no, Joe, sorry, Joe three. If, he'd be the Joe Pesci <laughs> character. Like he's the Joe Pesci character that comes in for. This, you know, Slater movie. Like, I, I think it was, it was basically just doing it. It was, it was trying to combine so many... I mean, it was trying to throw yeah. in its Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Who Threw... You know, and yeah. it was just trying yeah. to throw everything in. If they would have just stuck to just, like, an 80s cop movie, yeah. like, movie tropes or whatever, instead yeah. of, like, cramming it, like, full of references, like, the Terminator... Yeah. And that's why, you know, and I think that's why... But the, one of the best jokes of this movie is when he sees the Terminator 2 standee, yeah. and it's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah action movie stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I think it's a stare. I think that's yeah. a really good joke. I like that a lot. But you know what, though? Okay, so... I, I was wondering this the entire time. I think this is where this, like, this movie had its, like, almost poison, was that, who is this movie made for? Like, it's it's way it's... too dark and violent for kids, but it's not... It's, it's not mature it's enough... For adults, it's it's, only pretty it's dark, really uh, weird. It doesn't get dark until the end. I but like the part he, where uh, Benedict shoots that guy for no reason. Yeah, but like when he's talking about like he, some of the lines, he's talking about like premature ejaculation. Oh, and it's yeah. like okay, this isn't a kids movie, <laughs> but they made an action figure for this movie. Well, it's obviously supposed to be for lovers of the eighties films. I don't know. Do you think this would have? Okay, I thought about this midway through the movie. Do you think this movie would have worked better if they would have done it serious? Where That's all like, I kept. I kept thinking it, as soon as they go to the real world at the end, I was yeah. like, "It's just not doing it for me." Yeah, well, I'm the opposite. Yeah, dude. no, I turned off to it because like I thought it was really cool, but like I thought when they went to the real world, it got really dark and depressing like, yeah. really quick. Like he started like. Having all these like existential problems with himself, like yeah. well, see, that's just, I'm the complete opposite. The only it was parts, I, the it only was parts I like about this movie are the real world parts. Yeah, no, no. Well, the beginning, the beginning and the last what 20, 25 minutes are the only yeah. parts of this movie. I, well, like. I, was, yeah. I was I was thinking like at the end, I was like, this movie could have been twenty minutes shorter. A and B, it should have stayed in either the movie world or mm-hmm. into the real world yeah. aspect. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, yeah. either he comes into the real world and it's just focusing on him trying to adapt to the real world. Yeah. Or it's the kid in the movie world. Mm. And it's I like, know, I agree 100%. You know, I it's think kinda, so. it's kind of like, should Jay- either keep Jason in the boat the other time yeah. or, you take, or you take him into Manhattan <laughs> yeah. for the entire movie. It yeah, it's just, that's a waste the, of a movie. The, I hate that movie. The cruise that somehow goes from the lake yeah, out to New York. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that one on another podcast. <laughs> like, seriously, I, don't I would love to do that Let's movie. do that Let's one. Let's do that one. <laughs> that movie is horrible. Um, no, I think they're both, like, it's like two movies, though, and like what you guys are saying. It's two movies, and both of them are really great, but they're not good next to each other. Or it's, because it's like it's funny as a satire the first half and the second half really gets interesting when you find out that the bad guy is going into other movies and you're like that's really yeah, cool if they, if they did that like the movie mashup where it's Jack Slater has a mashup of all these different genres or movies or whatever it was like the bad guy the bad the, guy the bad, the bad boy. boy I just heard fucking uh, Bill Gibson Mad Max bad boy the new Mad Max movie but uh, it was like uh, Benedict like movie jumping you know? Oh no! Like, that's on my on my notes is show me the movie where Jack Slater fights 
Dracula, yeah. King Kong, and yeah. Freddy Krueger. I would watch it in a heartbeat. Whoa. Oh my if, god! If the end of this movie would have been all these characters, like Freddy Krueger walking down the street and King yeah. Kong destroying stuff, yeah. I'm like, this movie's phenomenal. Oh yeah, but you know what? It would have gone <laughs> oh even. It would have gone even in like the deeper trash realm, yeah. where like when it came out, it would probably be like, this movie is fucking stupid. Yeah, like he's fighting King Kong. Yeah. Oh, okay. I it's do. So cool. I do have to bring this part up though. Right. Okay, so. He goes into the real world, right? And like all of a sudden he's vulnerable. He can get shot and get killed. Mm, yeah. He gets he gets hurt. Why is it that when death comes into the real world, he still has his powers? Yeah, I I, mean, I didn't understand I that. that. Like, like he comes in, he kills that he touches that guy and he kills him. And it's like, oh, oh good shit. Call. He's yeah, still death though. Yeah. Like, he has his powers, but he's in the real world. That's like, pretty good call. I like say like Arnold punches the window, his hand is broken or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow he's able to rip the door off of tax cab, like, no problem. Dude, I bet you Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. could fucking well, do that anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It seemed out of place. Yeah. I feel like the style should have changed. Yeah. Where it was like, because, like, even the action scene at the end when he's fighting him on the roof, it was like, this is, like, the same action kind of scene that would have been in one of his movies. Yeah. Like, it should have been, like, grittier or something. Like, some kind of style should have changed. But it just felt like a movie in a movie. I, a I, movie. I think the style changed. I, I kept, like, overthinking the whole, like... In a movie. <laughs> I kept, like, overthinking the real world, like, aspects and how, like, death has his powers or whatever. Yeah. And Arnold breaks his hand or whatever. But at the same time, there's a movie ticket that can bring a kid into the, the movies and vice versa, pretty much. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know... Yeah, where, I guess where, it's like, nitpicking. Like, yeah. how do you, like, you know, set yourself into reality or whatever? No, it's a good call. I feel but, like uh, the plot's really cool, though. That yeah. like that plot is that plot device is really cool. Yeah. Magic ticket yeah. from Houdini that can put you in the movies. Yeah, that's I was like, right. that I, I go, they could have gone into whole different realms. Yeah, and like, they could have done this completely different. And I, I kind of want to see a serious version of this. I yeah. really do. Like a, a an R rated. You know, like he goes to this world and he's literally in the Schwarzenegger movie. And it, like, okay, these these action scenes and these in this Jack Slater movie, I've never been more bored during a car chase. The, the, the scene where they're with, like, the dynamite. It was trying to be too, like, too comical. It was. I was so bored. The car chase scene was boring. When um, he goes to see his daughter and all the guys are there. I'm just so bored oh, during all this. Yeah, that was hilarious. You know, the only part I did laugh at, the only part that is kind of cool is when Arnold falls to the, the window <laughs> and he starts shooting both the guys with the guns. I like that scene. That scene, yeah. is, that scene is cool, but... No, I think, like, there was some... I think it, it was just, like, I liked how it ripped on all those movies, though. Yeah. That, like, you know, all these action stars are in it. Like, they're kind of cameos. And oh, but do, it rips do we want to talk about the cameos? We'll talk about the cameos in a second. But, like, it rips on those movies because it's, like, this movie's 93, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, to that point where they've exhausted this, like, extreme action movie genre. And they've got it... It's not going anywhere. So they're just like, that's just, okay. And then that's when it becomes a satire. And that's it's like, just, it's usually just the, too much of a satire. That's like, all right, but that, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, that's the end of a genre is when you make a satire of it. Like, Scream is like the end of slasher films because it's like the satire. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Or like, Ampin Costello, Meet Frankenstein's a satire of Universal Monster movies because it's been exhausted. At or like Haunted of, House 2 with Damon Wayne. <laughs> yeah, like Haunted House 2 is like the end of Haunted House movies. Dude, I totally made a Scream reference in my notes. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I said this kid is probably going to grow up to be James Kennedy in Scream. <laughs> Just like listening off the movie. So it's girls. a prequel. <laughs> and we've gone full Dude, circle. I think, I think Wes Craven totally ripped off uh, Last Action Hero for that character. <laughs> <laughs> There's, okay, there, was there not a lot of like literary and art house references in it? What do you mean? Or, like to movies yeah. and plays say, and classical music. Like a, a weird reference. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, you know. It's a very obscure reference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's like. 
the first interpretation of death pretty much so yeah but it's kind of still obscure but it's like it's a lot of like like i don't know there's like or a lot action, of art like, house stuff you know a movie that's supposed to be like all action you know like kind of like a parody or whatever or like a meta movie on action movies they just like <laughs> throw the seven seal reference randomly it is yeah okay so let's talk about cameos i was just gonna yeah. say all right like, oh, cameo. opening, okay openings <laughs> <laughs> We should have a cameo song. <laughs> cameo. Okay, the very first cameo of this movie, did anybody catch Tina Turner? Yeah. Okay. The mayor, yeah. Yeah, that was random. Yeah. Like, I feel like this was like a Dude, Hollywood yeah. inside joke. It was, uh... Yeah. Like, who's she, on set... She looked really good. Tina yeah, Turner looked really good in this movie. It was like, who was on set that day? It was kind like, of like the, uh... Like the player, like the opening. I don't know. Have you ever seen the Oh, player? yeah. yeah, yeah like the opening yeah. where they just have, like, stuff filled mm-hmm. with just celebrity cameos. Yeah. That's but for like some reason, I bought it in that... This one, I felt oh, like yeah. they were forced. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. Like, the Sharon Stone, it's just like, you see her for, like, a second. Yeah, she's just staying outside the police station. I didn't even see her. I'm also wondering if it's the same character from Basic Instinct. It could oh, have been. Like, post-interrogation like post yeah. scene or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Post-crotch scene. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of kids would get that reference. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, those, and that's why... That's family. But, like, what kid is sitting there and is, like, is excited, like, ah, holy shit, instinct. Sharon Stone's on there. Hey, mom, you see this? Sharon Stone's <laughs> in my movie. Yeah, what audience is this for? Yeah. If you really think about it, like, kids are going to be like, oh, it's that girl from Basic but, Instinct. You but know, like, to, like, Seven Seal, like, they're obviously using Seven Seal because it shows, like, Max von Sydow in the yeah. background. Yeah. And it's like, no kid is, like, going to get that. So like, who is it's the like, audience? Yeah, that's what I think this movie is, like, the poison is, like, it, like, kill, it shot itself in the foot by, like, I don't know, I don't want to say being too smart, but, like, it's, but who's the it's audience? It's just too all over the place. What, what's funny is that uh, I think when I was a kid and I saw this in theaters, I thought they were totally ripping off of Bill Ted's Bogus Journey. Really? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that was more of a pop culture reference. <laughs> I know, that was, like, the closest thing, like, <laughs> that I can relate it's gotta to. be Bogus Journey. Yeah. Gotta it, be Bogus it, Journey. Is... Alright, I, I wanted to bring this up because it annoys the hell out of me. Bridget Nielsen's scream in this movie? It's oh, Bridget yeah. Nielsen, isn't it? Yeah. Huh? Bridget Brid- Nielsen? Uh, Bridget, no, Bridget Wilson Sampras. Okay, so uh, you I, start I, off I, with your Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. Not Bridget Nielsen. It's Bridget Nielsen's the uh, Ivan Drago's wife. And, yeah. I knew it was when I said Bridget Nielsen. Okay, Bridget Wilson. That scream she does in this yeah. is so annoying. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny yeah, or like, what it's mocking, yeah. but it's annoying. I it's hate really it. It's annoying. so yeah. bad. But you know what's kind of clever, though? Because you know what she's doing is she's like making it sound like she's getting beat up. Like, that's really? why she's screaming. Yeah, she's yeah, screaming to make it yeah, sound like she's that? getting beat up. Big mistake. Yeah! she kept screaming like while she's oh the my god that is did genius. you not know that? <laughs> my world is see, turned now upside you know, down see, now i feel now, the acres line man <laughs> dude now chris loves this movie never mind it's really clever 10 out of 10 you know, and it's like almost podcast over <laughs> that actually really is clever it, it's yeah. really smart it's like too smart to be you in a satire not, movie you seriously not get that I mean, <laughs> whatever Dude, wait till my... I got a zinger for the end, oh man. Boy. Okay, oh boy. just... I, I want to stay in the same scene. The dumbest scene in this entire movie is when the kid is playing chicken on the bike. Oh, yeah. And he goes to make the turn. Yeah. And somehow he leaps 200 feet into the air. E.T. Onto the, it, yeah, I know what E.T. What's that? <laughs> you don't know what E.T. is? Guys, you're blowing you my mind. E.T.? Holy shit. Do you love this movie even more now? I don't... I want to see E.T. 20 out of 10. <laughs> 
I, I hate that scene. It's so stupid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a it's supposed to be a parody off of 80s action movies. Okay, but okay, like... it, but it, it, that's what is so bad about this movie. Naked Gun, scary movie, are clear satire. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And then I'm you not got screen with you. Then you got your Arnold movies like Commando or Predator. Those are clear. This movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Exactly. Anything, and that's yeah. why I don't like it. I don't. Who wants to see a fucking movie with like cartoon cat characters like? I don't know. <laughs> just, I didn't know where else to go. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> no, but like fucking cartoon cats. You get like going into the movie, you get like the the whole lethal weapon vibe off of it. Yeah, and then for some reason, there's just like the cat. I don't get. Like, I some, think that's supposed to be a reference to Rod. It's Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. No, it is yeah. supposed to be, but it's just like it just feels out of place. On the oh, yeah, but like it's making it look like Roger Rabbit's a bad movie. Like and that's what I'm saying. And then you pull in like the Humphrey Bogart thing, like. You're, you're, I don't know. It, it almost tries to be too meta. That's what I'm saying, it's yeah. too meta. That's yeah, like it's I'm like saying. some giant that's Hollywood what inside joke. That's what I'm basically getting to. Is like it's way too much of a jumble of things. It is it's not like just focus on like the whole '80s action movie aspect of it and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. Like don't throw in these like extra characters like futuristic babes and blockbuster. You know, like yeah. wearing the. Actually, clothes. I kind of yeah. like that because when he was sitting there, when he pointed out, he's like, "Look around." He's like, "All oh, these girls are girl- gorgeous." He's like, "That what, was Angie Everhart." Yeah. Was it Angie Everhart? Yeah, I think it was Angie yeah, Everhart. It was, yeah. When he points to her, he's like, "She is way too hot to be working in here." Like, hey, and I was like, "That's that's a like, pretty good point." I'm like, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, but uh, it just feels like I don't know, timeless, I guess. Yeah, with like the different kind of like a genre or like a mashup of all different kinds of eras, I guess. Yeah, it's just that's like what I'm the, saying. That's why it's too much. Yeah. It's right, um the funeral scene. They the funeral spend, scene is actually entertaining. I like the dude, funeral scene. That's like my favorite part of the movie, but I realized that they spend a good chunk of this movie with fart jokes. Oh, yeah, there's a yeah. good... Yeah. I was like... Oh my God, that, I feel like that went on forever. Dude, I was like, holy shit, they talk about... Like, that's a big portion of, like, uh, trying to foil the bad guy's plan is, like, the fart bomb. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a good 25 minutes yeah. or 30 minutes, of, like, trying to defuse this yeah. fart bomb or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, I uh but I do love Arnold saying Oh, it's the be- I know what you're saying. It's the best line <laughs> the entire when he leans over to the he's he's like what does he say help me? He says help me. He's like, help me. Out me. This man's not dead. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just when he lives on I it's the best part of the entire movie. <laughs> you hear this? Help me. Get me out of here. My god. This man's not dead. I like okay, but I really like and, like, I'm going to regret saying this, but I thought the villains were kind of cool in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I like the... Uh, I well, thought they were, like, the James Bondish villain, and, yeah. like... I don't know, I think they tried too hard. I don't know, like, there's some... I thought they were kind of cool, like... He's a good... Are, you, are we talking about the main... Bag both guy? of them. I'm, I'm talking about uh, Tom Noonan. Tom oh, Noonan. Yeah, Tom Noonan. Cool. Okay, which one's Tom Noonan? Cool the the axe. axe. Okay, yeah, Jack the Ripper guy, he was great. Yeah. He really did a good job of that. I thought he was, his yeah. makeup was cool. He yeah. did a really good job. But he was creepy, too, and, like, some of the stuff he was said, like, it was, it seemed really personal, and, like, yeah. wow, this is, like, well, with him, Tom Newton really got inside this guy's head. He yeah. did. For a character. That guy's also kind of a weirdo in general. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this, <laughs> in case we ever have him on sometime. <laughs> He's got the best part in the entire movie. Not, okay, Arnold has the best one-liner at the funeral. Yeah. But the, the only time it's actually thrilling in this movie, and every time I will go to a theater and I will see a curtain, I will always think of this, 
is when he jumps on the axe onto Dude. the curtain and slides down. That is such a cool scene. Yeah. I actually, I, okay, you, I actually get chills at that scene. You see that in movies all the time, and I really want to see if that like is legit. It makes work. sense. Wait, uh, be, like like Goonies, like Chuck, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chuck and Slaw, like that yeah. Douglas Fairbanks like curtain slide with a knife or something. Like I want to see if that would I th- work. I, okay, I don't think a knife would because if a knife is sharp enough, right? You're gonna go slide down. You're gonna rush like, down. Like super it. fast. But if you have like a semi sharp like, one, I mean, it's gonna tear or something. Like, like a really dull axe. I don't know. I've never done this. <laughs> on our next podcast, we'll the, test dull, it out. the dull axe you probably wouldn't even be able to like cut through. I know. You like, just like fall through. You just <laughs> <laughs> See that stuff like that they should have done in the real world, where you'd be like, he's in the real world, he That's can't true. do this stuff. It's not movie world. Yeah. Exactly. He fell to his death. He didn't have to even fight him at all. What an idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> And you know, there's another thing I was thinking about too. I don't care about any of these characters. Yeah. I don't find. Oh, yeah. The only thought, person yeah. you actually like is Arnold. It's because it's Arnold. Yeah. yeah. But everybody else, like, I don't care about this kid. I don't care about anybody I else. I feel like you should care about the kid, though, but I don't. No, he's like, so fucking annoying. Like, I felt like he was the like. He was like. Try, they were like, really pushing this kid. As, I think like, they were trying to give it. I, well, I mean, this is what I thought. And to know it all. And that's what I think. I think they were trying to give you that whole, hey, they, it worked with Terminator 2. You know him and this kid. Let's do it again. And it's like, nah, it didn't work. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But you're like, welcome. Mind blown, yeah. man. Ten out of ten. For ten sure. out of ten. <laughs> next movie. <laughs> I think Kindergarten Game Cops over. comes out the next year, man. Or no, Kindergarten Cops was like way before one. That Kindergarten Cops was only like maybe a year before. Kindergarten Cops like ninety one. Kids sidekicks. Yeah, it does. He does not work well with children, but like for some reason they think that's like a great dynamic. See, if you would have changed out the kid with a ferret. In okay. this movie, oh, yeah. just, okay. just think about it. Yeah, thinking about, okay. about it. I'm thinking about it right now. Right, okay. Or bring back Danny DeVito. Oh you know, shit! Make him as, be- like, as the kid, as the kid, as, as Danny. I thought about li- Danny watching. DeVito as Danny. Oh, oh. shit! Three sixty. <laughs> I'm imagining Danny DeVito now, like sitting in the theater, and he's like, "Mom, I'm late." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just a sloppy drunk. Like. <laughs> so his ass cheeks are just exposed the entire time. Sitting <laughs> in the back of like some classroom watching. Uh, Hamlet with all these kids, like he's been held back a few times. Sir, you don't need to be here anymore. I just realized when I was watching that movie, I was like, man, I was like, Dan DeVito and Arnold have collaborated four different times together. I'm like that's insane. To think what about. was the fourth? Twins. Twins. Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Junior. And then they're filming. Oh shit. They're filming oh, the Twins man. right now. Really? Yeah. With Eddie See now that's yeah. Arnold was just talking about nerds. Dude, that's a good dynamic. Now. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> this is one thing that uh, I thought was stupid. So the kid comes home after Arnold comes out of the theater. They go to. Uh, his mom's apartment, and the mom's like, "Where have you been?" And she's like, completely upset. This kid's only been gone for like forty-five minutes. Because if you think about it, it's only been the duration of the movie that he was Ooh, in. Oh yeah, good call. So he comes back, and she's like freaking out. Like you kind of think, like at first, like, "Oh man, he's been out all night." Yeah. Like, no, the kid's been gone for like forty-five minutes. So he's basically in Jack Slater four. The movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like... And it's real time in the movie. Yeah, so it's... So, like, like, he's gone, like, 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And it's, like, mom's freaking out. Like, where have you been for the past... Not even an hour. And I was kind of like... Where have you been for the past 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for you for the past five minutes everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have been done with her shift yet. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't even realize it. Because she doesn't care. I really liked the irony. When... I seen this... When this movie's smart, it's smart. When it's dumb, it's dumb. But when he's uh, trying to run on the cabs at the end, yeah. and he's fallen, and he like lands that windshield, like I love that comparison of that scene to the beginning. And I was like, that's cool. Because he does like, that he's in the, in the real world. He? Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's, like, he's on the cop cars. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 
And that's why I liked it. I was like, that's really clever. I'm like, what a cool little tie-in to the, yeah. you know. So I like that because it's like the real world, but then it's like, I don't know. Every time they try to do like movie world clashing with the real world, they just like totally drop the ball. They do. And yeah. that's, what, that's what bothers That's me. why I was like the ripping off the door of the taxi cab. Like, yeah, he's strong as shit. But it's I, like, you wouldn't be able to do that. Like, no. Like ever. No. No way. Well, you know, and talking about that too, like towards the end of the film here with the, the scene in the movie at the end. I just feel like they were throwing up cameos. Oh yeah, like it was. It was just. It was too much, and I like subtle cameos throughout the movie. That's completely fine with me. The Tina Turner thing. Yeah. All right, she has one line. No big deal. Yeah, but, but Sharon like, Stone. And... No, the Sharon Stone was even fine too. She had no dialogue. She sat outside as a quick like, ha, I get it. At, at this movie, I wonder how much. Ha, you, I wonder ha, how much ha, you get paid ha, for ha. shit like this. Like, yeah. what's what's the paycheck for like camera time? For... Um, being in the movies, a paycheck enough, dude. No, I'm saying like, to what be is in it? last action here is paycheck <laughs> enough. No, but, like, the, the canniest thing, I felt it was just, like, cut the Damon Wayans, cut the Chevy Chase, cut the... They Holy must shit. have had, like... Yeah. I was gonna say, they must have had... I mean, their budget was, like, $70 million estimated. They must have spent, or, like, underspent their money. Yeah. And they must have just had, it like, all right, we need people to, like, just fill this in so we can get rid of this money yeah. or whatever. Well, even that, I mean, if you think it's about it, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, all right, we're in the real world now. Schwarzenegger is the biggest star in the world. At that time, he was the biggest one. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, there's some people who are showing up. Which I get. I just think it was just like kind of like throwing it up at your face, like "Look who's here!" And it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so, but yeah. like, talk about like the like the worst use of cameos ever in a movie. They're like, only the in point- there for like they're literally there for like two seconds. Yeah, like you'd even know it was Chevy Chase. Like you could barely see it by the time he was like falling, and yeah. you're like, "Holy, holy shit, that's Chevy Chase!" Yeah. Like none of them have any lines really, and none of them have anything to do with the rest of the movie. Like, they are literally in it for, like, Jim, two seconds. I said Jim Belushi's in there for a while, and it, like... Jim Belushi... Seemed, it seemed like he was actually shit-talking all sorts of Dude, that, Jim Belushi okay. has the biggest part in the whole movie. Yeah. Like, he's, the big, he's, like, the third Bill yeah. actor in the movie. <laughs> and that's the only time I've ever actually kind of chuckled at a Jim Belushi line. I was like, ha! Huh. When he said that, I was like, ha! Huh. Like, that's kind of funny. It's pretty good, man. I don't want to hear it. Uh, I don't really want to hear it. I'm not really a big fan of Arnold's. Uh... <laughs> she is, you know. <laughs> Arnold really turns around, and I just want to be there when it happens. That's all. <laughs> okay, so... Why does the bad guy explode at the end when he shoots him? He has an eye bomb. The second eye bomb. Yeah, he's, he, he makes a comment about it. Yeah. You just blew my mind. I know, yeah. dude. Guys. 30 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> 30 out of 10. Now yeah, every time you're minus you get 10 extra points. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are blowing my mind. <laughs> so let me ask this then. What do you guys think the title alludes to? Like, what do you think the title means? I was, I was thinking the, through the movie. I was like, man, what does the last action hero mean? I know. 1 right? out of 10. I'm thinking way too much right now. You're giving me a 1 out of 10 right now. Uh-huh. I, I'm no, it's back. It's back down to twenty ah, out of ten. Twenty out of ten. Ah, yeah. Come on, I don't know. That's kind of deep, man. It it's is. Deep I, was trying to figure, I was like, you ever like think of titles of movies? Like, why is Lethal Weapon Lethal Weapon? Like, there's two of them. Is it just alluding to Mel Gibson? Like, he's just just the one Lethal Weapon, and Danny Glover's got to watch after him. Maybe Last Action Hero means all right. Okay, all right, hold on. here we go. This kid's life's a wreck. It's you know. Oh, man, I'm blowing my mind. Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, all right. So this guy's this kid's life's a wreck, and it's crime over blah blah. blah. There's nobody that's there in his life. Who's his hero? Who's the last action hero in his life? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whoa. There's nobody else that's there okay. for him. He doesn't have a father figure. Who's his action hero? Arnold. He's the last action hero, the guy on the screen. Not people in the real world. It's these people on the big screen. Oh. Man. Pretty you just, deep. You just, I'm giving it a 100 out of 10. 100 out of 10. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, man. Just throwing it out there. Okay, one thing that really bothered me, and I just think it just it was stupid. I felt like... It's, it's another thing of this movie trying to go all over the place. 
when they're trying to get Arnold back into the screen. Okay. And he doesn't put the reel in, and the lights are flashing. Yeah. I felt it was supposed to be like magic of the movies. And I was like, I'm not buying yeah. it in this movie. Like, where the fuck is that light coming from? Yeah. yeah. Like, was, that's just like dancing all around. I was like, it's, it's a fucking flashlight. I just thing. felt, I felt they were like, yeah, I, I felt like the makers of this movie were like, when this scene happens, people will get choked up and they'll be like, that's the magic of the movies. Yeah. And I'm watching, I'm like, no, you, this doesn't fit in this fucking movie at no, all. No. Like, well, then that was the other thing too with the ticket. It was like, when the ticket, like the, the world behind him was like going away. And it was like, he's like, you better, it's like almost like it's like, hurry up, hurry up. Like, you gotta yeah. get out of here before you get trapped. Like, were you guys getting that sense at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like... No, 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 but that Arnold would get trapped here? No, that the kid was gonna get trapped in the movie. Because the world behind him was, like, closing up. Yeah. And it made it, like, kind of seem like it's like, you better hurry up, dude. You're gonna get yeah. trapped in the movie. Which I hate this fucking ending. Because Arnold goes back to this great life where he has this realization. Yeah. He's like, you know yeah. what? He's like, I'm not gonna take this. He's like, I'm taking control of my life. And the kid's back to the shitty neighborhood where he yeah. can't leave the house. Yeah. And he doesn't have an expensive VCR, as the robber pointed yeah, out. $20 like, worth. $20 worth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the movie theater is going to get shut down still. Yeah, that ending is so depressing. Like, yeah. it's just kind of like... Oh, yeah. it, 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 the worst part about it was, like, when the when death tells me he's going to die, I was like, man, that is really depressing. It's yeah. really not, because the way he says, when he says, you die, grandfather. So you know he's going to die in, like, his Yeah, but not great-grandfather. He dies grandfather, which means he probably dies in his, like, 60s. Man. And you would put a lot of thought into this. Man. Or shit, what if he had like he has kids and the kids are really young. He has kids like eighteen. Yeah. And then he, he like and then his and kids have kids, kids then, like, yeah. and he yeah. dies like thirty two or something. Yeah. Shit. That's dark. This is dark, man. This, yeah. this movie is depressing man. as hell. Okay, let's talk <laughs> I about give it a zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the things that we liked about the movie. What do we I alright, I liked cinematography. Yeah. We just well, we discussed this. We the cinematography was good. I, know. I just feel like it's such a downer note, man. Like, you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> dude, I can't stop yeah. thinking about it. it fucking really. Wait, it. you know what I do? I don't like about this movie is I felt like it was kind of like the meaning of the movie was like we need movies to survive. Like in a sense, yeah. like it's our escapism and it's the most important. I think it's kind of like high on its horse. Like like everybody needs Hollywood and we need movies. Like this is the most important thing. Yeah. And this kid who has nothing, we got to be there for him. And that's how I kind of felt at the end. It's kind of like fuck yeah. off. Like yeah, your I felt- movies. As much as I love movies, they're movies. You know, yeah. it's you're not- yeah. I think though, it, like you know what? It I think that message would have been better conveyed if it wasn't um, a satire about cop movies in the 80s yeah like i think if it was something more glorious oh, yeah, yeah. or something more mm-hmm. dramatic like hugo or if it did like you know like, page... like a hugo type thing yeah or if yeah. it did like page master and instead of going what is to with one... you and page master this dude. movie is page master. nobody on this podcast knows that's, what page... that's next movie page master <laughs> dude you know what i'm talking these about two movies where they jump into like movies or books okay you no know, we're gonna do is we're gonna we'll get... do bogus journey too because oh, then shit. it'd be like it just be tra- going so to wait, different so the next so the next movie cast we do it's gonna be we're gonna get three TVs and we're gonna watch Page Master okay we're gonna watch Bill and Ted okay and we're gonna watch Jason Takes Manhattan <laughs> all simultaneously and just take notes and then we're gonna bunch the notes up and see if we can confuse, confuse the viewers <laughs> like what movie are they talking about and Macaulay Culkin goes into Manhattan right and like what the fuck well actually that makes sense that's Home Alone too. oh yeah, shit yeah. Well, I, just fucked, I guess it does make sense yeah um, <laughs> nailed that. Okay, so podcast hundred out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we want to go and say? Does anybody have any other notes they want to say real quick? No, I, I'm I'm out of my notes. I was gonna say, uh, Death is just totally walking the streets now of New York. Oh shit! Yeah, he is. People. He's totally right. not is, going. Man. Oh man, yeah. good call. Like he just totally is like, yeah, you're gonna die, grandfather. He's like, peace. And he's, and he's just like walking fucking around, killing people too. Yeah, it's not like I mean, you have to obviously touch the movie ticket. To go back into the movie, and yeah. he totally just like walks out. 
So. Well, you know that pisses me off more about that? Why no sequel? I've been waiting for the sequel for over 20 years. Oh, yeah. And I want to see this movie about death wandering the streets. Does he get a job? Does he have a family? Oh, shit. You know? I know uh, John McTiernan's like is about to be making movies again. Is really? he? I thought he got arrested. Yeah, he's like out. He's like I think clear now. So really, yeah. Are there you any what bothers me about John McTiernan real quick? Is that for such a good action director, Dude, the action scenes are so bad in this. Five years yeah. ago, or five years before Last Action Hero, he made Die Hard. I know that's what I'm saying. And then a year before that, he made Predator. I know these oh, action man. scenes. Holy shit! The action scenes in this movie should have been amazing. And they yeah. thought they were just so boring. I was so bored with yeah. every action scene. It's just I don't know. I don't right? think they knew what they wanted to be. No. Like they were either like really. Yeah. There's parts of you like, oh, this is cool. And then they'd be goofy, and it was like I didn't know they, just, they had to do pretty the much just catering it. to like kids, I guess. I don't know, man. What is the audience for this movie? <laughs> we'll never know. So, do you want to give us? Let's give, what, give a final rating. You want to do like a a one out of well, 10 all right, really quick. Time? I want to go to. Do we have any facts about the movie? Like really obscure because you guys both went on IMDb when we watched this. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger considered Last Action Hero his first real failure after an unbroken string of successes. He also considered it at the beginning of the end of his career. Oh, yeah, it's wow. Good, it's true. Yeah. If you look at it, the 90s is horrible for Arnold. Yeah. I mean, after, like, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, you're right. True Lies this, is awful. Okay, okay, True Lies. Kindergarten Cop is before. True Lies is awesome. Yeah. yeah. But then you get to, like, that's when you get to, like, Eraser. And yeah. Oh, I think Eraser. End of Days. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, probably, like, 95 and on, it gets really bad. Yeah. Any other thing interesting? Any other facts? No. Okay, so that wraps up Last Action Hero. Uh, before we dive to the second part of the podcast, we'll go ahead around the room and give our one-sentence summaries and whether or not we would recommend it. Uh, I, myself, would not recommend this film. Um, it's good, but I think it needed to either pick the, the campiness that it was going for or the serious tone. Um, they tried to put too much into it, and I just wasn't feeling it. Matt, what do you think? Um, I agree with you. I I don't think I could... I don't, I don't know if I could recommend it because I don't know who to recommend it to. I don't know who this movie's for. I don't know if it's for kids, and I don't know if this movie's for adults. Or I would only recommend it if I don't know to Arnold Schwarzenegger fans. Um, I but to describe the movie, I would say I would disagree with what you had to say. I think it needed to pick its serious tone or its campy tone and stick with it. Okay, Hanto. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Uh, first half was kind of. Uh, Kind of fun, kind of enjoyable, but then the second half just gets way too real. Doesn't really know. Uh, it just, it, it really just took me out of the movie for the most part. Um, so I guess I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the second part of our podcast where we break down buddy cop movies. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and discuss Buddy Cop Films. Um, over Last Action Hero, does anybody have any recommendations that do it better? Honto, go ahead and start off with you. I would actually pick the 1988 film Shoot to Kill with Tom Berenger and Sidney Poitier. I have not actually seen that film. It's no, I've pretty fucking solid. I remember uh, hearing good things Clancy about it. Clancy Brown is the serial killer in the movie. Okay. They're, chasing through, uh, they're chasing after him through the wilderness, basically. Like, I think it's Washington or Oregon. Okay. It's all just like them trying to track the serial killer who is on the loose, basically. Okay, I'll check it out. Matt? Um, now, this one's kind of obscure, but I think it... Well, it's not an obscure movie. It doesn't really fit into the genre realms, like, typically. But I think it fits into it. Um, Tombstone. Because it's kind of like a buddy cop movie. It's like a western cop movie. 
and it's, you know, Val Kilmer, and it's Kurt Russell, and they're buddies, and it's about them, like, going after a gang and stuff. So it's kind of like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> no, actually, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, like, like, it's just a historical buddy it's cop It's not the, yeah. the first example I would think of. No, no, no it's no. not, but, like, I just didn't want to recommend anything. Yeah, like, like this, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I'm going to go ahead and give the cliche yeah. one, it's the one that does it best, and it's Lethal Weapon. It, yeah, it and, it's the one that does it. Yeah, like, and I, all four of the Lethal Weapons I absolutely love. And well, actually, let's go into the next question. Just on that, movies like *Lead the Weapon*. Why did those work compared to, say, *Last Action Hero*? Okay, so a, a common thread with these movies is that the two buddies are diverse. Um, with *Lead the Weapon*, you have a wild card and a straight-laced cop. With this one, you have a kid and an adult. And I think what determines if it works or if it doesn't work is chemistry and if the two characters are diverse enough to come to an agreement in the middle somewhere. You know what I mean? Because that's like kind of what it builds up to, is the whole movie is their relationship going back and forth, going back and forth, and then building up to something where they work together as a team. Well, maybe that's actually, now I kind of think about it, just based on what you said, maybe that's why this movie doesn't work. It's because like with a movie like Lead the Weapon, you know, they have a common ground. Like you said, they meet in the middle, they're going after something. Last Action Hero... They're really not. It's just kind of no. like the kids along for the ride. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, there's nothing they're going towards. Like A movie I was thinking of that he actually is more recent that kind of fits is, um, I don't know if you guys saw it. Have you seen The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa no. McCarthy? No, I didn't see it. It's a really good buddy cop film. It's, it? it's, yeah, it's two completely different characters, but they're after the same goal. Yeah. And it works. And I think that's a really good point. I, mean, I, I like think that. that's what last time you heard, I mean, there isn't really any real goal. Like, he's not trying to get out of the movie, like, immediately. Yeah. You know, that should be his goal is, like, trying to figure out how to get out of the movie world and then try to convince Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, hey, like, help me, blah, blah. But they don't really do anything. They don't really know what, what to do with, with uh, the whole buddy cop term or genre in Last Action Hero. No, and I think it's it really is what you say. The kid's there just to be on the ride. He's, like, there for the ride. He's actually, and, like, you know, excited about it. Yeah, he's and, like, he doesn't want to go... It, it seems like he doesn't want to go back because, like, immediately, like, in the beginning... He's not looking for a way out. He's just like, oh, man, I'm stuck in a movie world. You're real. Yeah. He's yeah. not, like, trying to figure out a way to go back. It's just Yeah, there's no yeah. goals. Yeah. So, and when yeah. they do, they're established later on in the movie. And even in the real world part of Last Action Hero, like, it's just all about Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to adapt. to. It's like, yeah. it just doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's like, why is he trying to adapt when he's just going to leave? Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes, and it makes, yeah, this, ugh. And that's yeah, why it, it fails. Sense. And that's yeah. why it fails on the buddy cop level. Um, Matt, you brought up something earlier that was a good question. Was I think you were asking more on opinion based, like what works better, buddy cop films or a movie where it's a standalone, say, a la Beverly Hills Cop? You know, what works better? Die Hard. Die Hard. But um, even in Beverly Hills Cop, you got you basically can do the Judge Reinhold and you got these like little side characters. It's not. But they would be supporting. The, they're supporting they would be cast. The, the, the supporting cast themselves would be like the buddy cop. Like you got this this wild card of a character, and you got the straight lace guys. It's, so would you consider Beverly Hills Cop a buddy cop film? I think so. Yeah. Really? really? Yeah, because you got the two um, uh, the cops in Beverly Hills that are like by the book. And they kind of have to like play okay. like game in order to catch the bad guy. I think when so, I when I think buddy cop though, I think two main characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Almost equal amount of screen time. I guess that's the whole definition is buddy cop. You know, like, yeah. Not buddies, like more than one friend, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To go back to your question earlier about where these movies fail and where they succeed, um, one that doesn't have that much diversity in it 
is, and the characters kind of seem the same. Not not too the same, but bad boys. They're not really conflicting in that movie. I mean, yeah, like, Will Smith, like, they have the obvious, like, Martin Lawrence has a family. Will Smith does, and he's a bachelor. And that's kind of, like, their difference between the both of them. Yeah. But they don't clash. I mean, they might clash in arguments, but they don't clash as hard as, like, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson do, where it's like, no, these are two completely different worlds. But, you know, Bad Boys is still successful. Yeah. It still works, but, um, you know, there's... It works because, like, one character has to use the skill set or, like, kind of adapt to the other's world in order to achieve a goal. And that's kind of what Bad Boys does, is, like, mm. you know, Martin Lawrence is, like, the family man. Will Smith is the single bachelor, you know, who's kind of, like, go... He's the essentially the wild card, but... Martin Lawrence has to basically, like, play Will Smith's game in order to, like, you know, make sure the witness doesn't get killed. Basically. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like Last Action Hero. Both of the characters have to go into the other characters' worlds and experience it. But it just doesn't make, like, there's no, Do you like... you see what I mean? Yeah, that's it, what it, I mean. It does, but, like, it just doesn't, like, there's no... Mike Lowry. Ma there's no Mike Lowry in <laughs> Last Action Hero. <laughs> and that's what the movie's lack is, no Mike Lowry. <laughs> You know, maybe okay. Maybe it's not their their differences. Maybe it's just the chemistry overall. Yeah. I mean, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith get together. You know, they work together so well. Oh yeah, they already know each other. I mean, if you would have done something like you know Will Smith and John Voight, it's not going to work as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head. But it's not going to click. You're not going to. You want to see these two buddies go on this ride together. And you want to laugh with them and you want to share the thrills with them. And when they have that chemistry, that's when these movies work together. Like even going back to like. But it's like clashing chemistry almost. Like it has to be like I think they work better when they clash. No, I agree, hundred percent. But yeah. it doesn't always have that's to work. That's kind of the driving force of the overall story. Is yeah, the, the clash. You know, because like how cool is it? Like when uh, and Lethal Weapon, like when like those two kind of like, find like even ground with each other and like let's go after them. Like let's go do that. If we're gonna do this, it's gonna get dangerous, but let's do it. You know, no, like, that seems so badass because they're just like yeah. both serious. Like no, we have to do this. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you another common theme that runs in these movies too. Is being forced to work together. Yeah, just a majority yeah. of not all of them, but it's like, hey, we don't want to be doing this together, but we don't have a choice. Yeah, like whether it's forty eight hours or Lethal Weapon or The Heat or whatever. Yeah, like they're forced to work together. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what movies do you think kind of inspired this genre, like prior to Lethal Weapon? Um, I think it'd have to go with American Tensions at the time in the seventies because there was something going on. There was a little bit going on in the seventies where it it was like clashing sides if you look at like a lot of these duos it's black and white it's a black guy and a white guy but just to name off a few running scared 48 hours lethal weapon and then uh here's a random one from the 60s in the heat of the night yeah yeah that's, that's like a for sure like a buddy cop movie you know yeah so maybe that's hollywood's way of like bringing in a black audience and a white audience and maybe trying to create some kind of like racial harmony with these movies I mean, even though it's through, like, a violent film, it's still trying to create some harmony, like, a group effort, you know, a black and white group effort together. Yeah, I, I, not, I, maybe, I don't know if that was, like, the actual intention, but, like, it could have been the intention. But it's just, I mean, it's, it's blatantly there. It's there in, you know, nine out of ten examples that you could have for buddy cop movies. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, and they, they still kind of do it today, even with, like, Cop Out. I'm not saying it's a very good movie. It's not a very good movie at all. But it still relies on that black-white humor. I yeah. come from here. I come from here. We're together. Let's do something together. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's, they did it because it's two completely different worlds. You know what I mean? 
it's not yeah that's what i'm saying yeah no i agree and like i mean if you look at like certain like ones that are just two like white characters or two black characters they don't work as well um starsky and hutch was a really popular tv show but if you really go back and look at starsky and hutch there's not much difference between the two of them tango and cash is another one where it's two white guys and it doesn't really work because there's not that i mean yeah one's straight lace the other one's i guess a wild card i don't know but there's not much difference between the both of them they're just so i mean you're not saying that they only work if they're it's a black and white thing you're just saying that if they're too similar of characters yeah so they're too similar and maybe like because it's uh a black and a white character that they're they know that you're gonna have two different worlds. Well, that's right. And well, and like, okay, here's one that, that actually threw into the loop, kind of, is the other guys. Okay, it works yeah. so well. I mean, it's like one's the badass and one's like, and then you got the... yeah the huge nerd, you got the straight guy, you got the the, the comic relief, and that works really well too. And yeah. I think that's another thing you have to have in these buddy cop films is the the comedic relief. Yeah, Martin Lawrence to Will, you know, yeah, plays comedic to Will Smith. Um, Mel Gibson is the comedic to Danny Glover. Oh, you know, I, I keep forgetting about Bad Boys. I take that back. You know, Bad Boys does a good job. But actually, no, oh, wait. Yeah. But Bad Boys, yeah, they're, just, they're, they're, they are kind of similar. <clears throat> There's not much difference between the both of them. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, no, one's the family man and one's the um, the the single, like, The Bachelor. Yeah. It's just it, kind of yeah. like a, you know. And like, yeah, it's like that, but it's just like, they don't, they don't, they never really clash in that movie, though, yeah. like what we talked about. Like, they no, don't not really, really. They don't fight. Yeah. And they don't really come together <laughs> at the end. They just basically do their job at the end of that movie like oh well we do this is what we do so basically what we've summarized is for a good buddy cop film we just have to have characters and it's not really about race necessarily it started off that way having a black and white but now it's just more of having two characters with different personalities coming together for a common cause yeah extreme different personalities i feel like they have to be like completely but yeah, they have to be completely different personalities, but they have to come together. Yeah. Because you could say different personalities is a kid and an adult, like Last Action Hero, but they don't really come together. No, not at all. You know? No, you're just basically along for the ride, you know, yeah. the entire movie. So I think they have to come together at the end. Like, they have to have differences that they solve to fight the villain at the end of the movie. No, I agree 100%. So another uh, example is um, uh, there's a James Conn movie called Alien Nation. It's basically like cop teams up with like a basically an alien. Oh, I've heard oh yeah, yeah, seen. It's basically yeah. the same thing yeah. where it's like you got all these aliens like living in I don't know if it's like New York City or whatever, and they have like slums with these aliens, or whatever. And he has to kind of he has to team up with like the alien cop in order to like go and ask the right questions, basically. So it's kind of like you need this outside person who knows like the the streets, basically, to kind of solve the crime i guess yeah well in that like 48 hours though too yeah it's well where... it's like yeah again in like recruiting this this felon to basically like kind of track down this guy who, and there's know. been a couple movies like that too where it's been you have like your cop and then you have like a criminal and they have to work together yeah and i know it's been done multiple times i can't think of anything off the top of my head i know yeah. just mentioned one or two but well, it, there again is the having a huge difference mm-hmm. well here's the question i have to ask you guys then uh, is this movie genre just a one-trick pony? Like, can you see this movie really going anywhere? Like, this movie, or this genre, actually going places? It's still or alive it, today. Well, yeah. it's still alive, but is there really, like, any extremely different examples that do it really, really well? Like, or is it just kind of, like, the same thing over and over? Well, it's always going you know to I mean? be there, and it's going to be the same thing. But what it does for the audience, and I, I just keep bringing up this movie because it's the most recent, but, like, with The Heat, which I think was, like, 2012, maybe? Yeah. But um, you got your, you know, Sandra Bullock, you know, she's more like the everyday girl, and a lot of people liked her like that. 
Then you got Melissa McCarthy, who's usually like more of the raunchy, loud character. And you got that audience, too. And they're going to keep making these movies because you're getting two audiences in as opposed yeah. to, you know... And, and you're getting males in for Melissa McCarthy and probably males for Sandra... I mean, you're just getting this huge genre of an audience to come see these movies. Well, maybe it needs to be recycled again. Maybe it needs to be... Uh, well, I, There needs to be a new, like, buddy cop movie. Like I a, say one movie that kind of... That challenged that kind of idea of a buddy cop movie is Training Day. Yeah, there you go. Of like, you know, you put these two cops together, and one's the rookie, one's the veteran, but it turns out, like, the veteran is a bad dude, and it's trying to, like, the, the rookie has to kind of, like, step up to the plate, you know? Yeah. To kind of, like, prove himself as a cop and take down this guy who's obviously a corrupt guy. So it's almost like through their differences, they learn to like go against each other. Yeah, almost in like a way, yeah. As opposed to fixing something, they they learn how to like. Yeah, well, like the problem is the cop himself, you know. And then in order to to remedy that, is you got to take down corruption, basically, like try to you know arrest the guy in the end. So and that's why yeah. I think, and obviously spoiler alerts, but. I think that's why that movie works so well, is it kind of starts off like you're going to go a buddy cop route and completely turns oh, yeah. around. Oh, yeah. And I, I still put that in my top five movies of all time. Yeah, I it's a pretty solid movie. movie. Yeah, that's sure. no, really solid, yeah. I mean, then, but that right there, that's a good example of doing something new with that genre um, and kind of like refurbishing it. Yeah, you take, and, the, you take the concept of a buddy cop movie... And you just kind of fine-tune it or tweak it to make it something else, which is what Training Day does, basically. Yeah. I'll tell you, if you want to do something different, you go Fight Club style, and you think you're watching these two buddies the entire time. <laughs> and at the end, when he gets the key to the city, you're like, oh, well, I couldn't have done it without my partner, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what are you talking about? We never signed you a partner. And then you're like, whoa. So it's like, like, it's like, it's like. Fight Club beats Sixth Sense in a way. Yeah, like, so yeah. are you saying, like, the main character is going to be riding passenger in this cop car talk, and, like, talking to the driver the whole time the car is just coasting down the road? It's like, it's like all hey, these flashbacks. It's, it's like, like, hey, Frank, got you, got you a coffee, and he just drops <laughs> in the back of the seat. Oh, we or have... No, he, 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 he's driving, he, because he drops in the driver's seat, but there's nobody driving the car. <laughs> No, 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 no. At the end of the movie, he takes a bullet for the person that's not there. Like, he just jumps out from behind some crates. He's like, get down! And he just takes he a just bullet. He just gets shot. That's what happens. <laughs> he just jumps in the middle of a bullet. And there's nobody there to save. We're laughing at this, but this would be such a great short film. I almost It'd be called this. Ghost Cop. Like, it'd be like, this, if, like Ghost Dad, but it's called Ghost Cop. Ghost Cop. <laughs> Bill Cosby will play the cop, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that pretty much sums up this week on Buddy Cop Films. Uh, tune in next week. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Anto. Thanks for listening to Cinema Cult. I think it's kind of like high on its horse, like, Ho- you know, everybody needs Hollywood. <laughs> Wait, go back, go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no.